I mean, this is this is a kind of in in the nature of the business uh, that we're in and the types of problems that we solve uh, at Lapide. It's it's a it's a common issue where um, people still think that traditional security approaches are going to actually uh, help them when that you know there is no perimeter anymore. You know, it just it it doesn't yeah. exist. You know, you need to you need to kind of really focus on uh, the the assets that we're trying to protect, um, and that's that's quite interesting. So, um, one of the, I just want to go back uh, to one point where you mentioned about identity and access management, and obviously we're always talking about least yeah. privileged models and making sure that you know specific um, employees or specific service accounts only have the required rights to perform the right. necessary actions or or perform the the necessary roles um so can you tell me in this context with regards to serverless um can you explain to me why identity and access management is so important and and how we how we kind of adopt this principle um from a security perspective yeah, so I think it's actually one of the biggest challenges with uh, with serverless is making sure that you limit what each function can do to just the the things that it actually needs to do. Um, there's a sophisticated you know set of of functions uh, that are that are you know permissions that you can allocate to each of these. That's uh, you know it's it's possible to specify access control in a way that was never possible before. Like your traditional web application, it runs with full privilege. All the code there runs. It can, all the code there can do almost anything. Right. So uh, it it opens the door for mistakes. But if you use serverless. Uh, IAM permissions correctly, you can limit what that code can do and therefore massively reduce the risk, right? Not every function needs to have access to the database. Not every function needs to be able to talk to queues and backend servers and create socket connections and all those, all the kinds of things that uh, code can do. Most functions don't need, you know, they only need one or two very specific permissions. But what we find over and over again is that when you, when you actually look, developers are granting their functions much more privilege than they need. They just put like a wildcard star permission and granted permission to do anything. And guess what? Their code works because it can do anything. And so it's important to go back and that's not a bad thing, right? It's good to get your code working and then you can go back and limit the function, limit the permissions to what they need. What we do is we actually watch what those functions do and calculate the correct permissions. So we say, hey, this this function needs to call A, B, and C. So we say, okay, great. We'll give them not star permission, but just A, B, and C permission. And you know, we make it really easy. We just we automatically generate the permission grant and you can just paste it into your uh, AWS console, for instance, and uh, then the, your permissions are limited to just what you need. Oh, that, that's fantastic. So it's almost like calculating um, least privilege on the fly. So as you're watching, exactly. yeah, that, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, cool. It's uh, we love it. It's really powerful. It's uh, you know, we had companies that were you know spending weeks and weeks trying to get their arms around what their permissions need to be. It's very difficult to figure it out, even if you're a developer, right? In that code or a security expert, it's it's tough to figure out exactly what you need. Mm. So it's better to just watch it run and figure out what permissions are necessary, and then we can just calculate it, give you exactly what you need to grant, and then you reduce the attack surface incredibly. Yeah, that's that 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 is a fantastic approach. So you know, you let it let it run at kind of you know full privilege, and then 
as you, yeah. as you start to understand what the functions are, then start to bring down the privilege so it's completely locked down in this least privileged model. It's, it's really cool. Yes, yeah, and ultimately that's that's the key to most of the the solutions that we offer is we get inside the application and watch them run, and that gives us all the context to do all the three things I said to find vulnerabilities, to uh, look at the open source, you know, look at your supply chain, and to identify attacks. All those things are easy if you're inside the application watching the code run. They're very hard if you're using a traditional approach like a static analysis tool or a dynamic scanner or a, try to put a WAF. Like those, those tools work kind of outside in and they don't have enough context to be very accurate about what they're doing. Got it. So I wouldn't take a, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, oh, well, now we're writing serverless functions. So I'm just going to run those through my SaaS tool and that's going to be enough because that SaaS tool can only look at one function at a time. It's not going to understand the whole graph of how everything fits together and who's calling who and what has what permissions. It's, you're not going to find what you need to find doing it, doing it statically. You need a, a, a tool that's designed for serverless. Got it. Yeah. That make, makes perfect sense. So in your perspective then, or from your perspective, yeah. what do or what does the future of serverless applications look like? Yeah, I think we're going to see continued growth in serverless. So, I, you know, I think I mentioned uh, AWS is the biggest provider of serverless functions with Lambda, but also Azure and Google and so on. They're all offering functions. And uh, I learned that AWS spends half of their marketing budget on serverless which if you think about AWS's marketing budget is massive and they're making a huge bet on serverless. They use it internally for almost everything. And uh, we see a huge and fast growth in our customers. So I think, uh, you know, it's, it's the future of applications. It's just, it, it's such an advantage to be able to roll out code really quickly without having to do all that work on infrastructure. Um, so it allows companies to be really agile and focus on, on their business as opposed to focusing on, you know, being running a data center, which is probably not their business. Um, and I'm guessing AWS is, is probably better at running a data center than most companies are not all companies, but most companies, you know, that's not their, their primary reason for existing. So I, I think all of that augurs towards, uh, you know, dramatically expanded use of serverless in the future, which I think is generally net positive for security, I think I think it helps, but there are some challenges, like the sprawl problem we talked about. You know, it's it's kind of the the same old appsec problems now in a new environment, right? So it's inventory, it's custom code vulnerabilities, it's library vulnerabilities, and it's runtime protection. You need all of those things, but they're all different now in this in a serverless world. 